Hello, welcome to the Marsnal podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Henry. I'm your co-host, Matthew. And this is our first podcast back in quite a long time. Um, you made yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird. You did it. If I sound it. like I'm struggling through, <laughs> yeah, if it sounds like I'm struggling through this opening because I'm I, my memory. I can't remember how I, I open these. Um, I'm hoping there's some sort of continuity here. If not. This can be like an obvious second error of the podcast, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we're getting started. Hopefully, we'll be back for quite a long time till the day we die. I'm going to. Every week until yeah, that day. You're going to hear our voices. I'm going to be in my going into my grave and I'm still going to be whispering. Welcome to the Marcel podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your co Henry. <laughs> yeah, so I guess because we've been away for so long due to just a busy schedule and just general life stuff, I guess. Um, but we are back. I mean, we've always been here in the sense that our Instagram account has been uploading three mm-hmm. times a week for about since the last podcast you probably heard. Uh, so that's still available. Oh, yeah, I used to plug the podcast, didn't I? Yeah, so <laughs> um, we still have the Instagram uh, at Marvelous in a podcast where we upload. Can you do that at the end? Maybe. Uh, I might just do it as a, like a reminder at the end. I don't know. Book <laughs> um, end it. Why not? Yeah, it makes sense to do it now, I guess. We don't advertise, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we do a yeah at Marvelous Cinema podcast. Uh, currently, we're I'm kind of kind of reviewing the Studio Ghibli movies and just some general movies that are found on the streaming service Movie, which we're not sponsored by, but like it's quite good. <laughs> um, and yeah, we do, do some rankings recently of Marvel and Batman stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go there and check that out, see your general opinions. Just yeah, that's marvelous for a podcast. But yeah, uh, yeah. So the topic of this week's podcast, because we've been away for just quite a while, is just a very general sort of catch up, I guess, with us and what we've been watching, uh, TV shows and movies, uh, comic book to you know weird indie things to cinema viewings to whatever. Um, but before that, um, we have a little a new special kind of segment where we did it quite a while ago having a news segment but mm-hmm. uh for me there's a new element a little bit of a twist for this because since i think the last podcast i had deleted social media i only really get it back for the podcast purposes um three times a week which is what we upload <laughs> um, just a reminder <laughs> so matthew mm-hmm. uh, being still aware of the news <laughs> and mm-hmm. in touch with you know, the global community at large um, <laughs> um, is going to be telling me the news and I'm going to be essentially doing a reaction that is genuine kind of, oh, we're, we're doing that, are we? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do you want to get started with whatever you've got noted down? Uh, yeah, I've got um, some of it's a little bit old. Um, some of it, when I wrote it down first, started off as a rumour and I've since been confirmed. Okay. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to give you a choice. Yeah. Um, would you like to go for Marvel, Star Wars, or DC? Ooh. Let's go with DC, because I never know what they're doing anyway. So. Okay. I'll, I'll, there is also a fourth option of, uh, because we're approaching Halloween, a <laughs> tiny bit of Halloween-related news. <laughs> I can do that at the end. Okay, right. <laughs> so you said DC. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've, we've had a bit of news this week. But Matt Reeves is working on some Batman spin-off projects. Oh, okay. Focusing on villains. Right, okay. The villains in question are uh, Professor Pig, Clayface, (laughs) I can't remember the third one. (laughs) I'm going to have to check. (laughs) 
This is a great start. <laughs> I wrote down the three spin-offs, assuming I'd be able to remember them. Yeah. But in my confidence, I may have been overconfident. Mm, yeah. Um, well, you, still know, you still know more than me about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best to stall. Oh, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Mr. Freeze apparently in there. Hmm. Is is in there? The other three were the main ones I heard about. Yeah. Um, similarly, apparently James Gunn is pitching for more DC projects. We don't know which ones. Oh. Okay. Uh, apparently, a script is written for the Flash Two. Is already written. Yeah. Apparently. It's not even out yet, is it? It's not. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, and building off that, apparently Warner Brothers are eyeing George Mackay. As the favourite to replace Ezra Miller. George Mackay. Do I know him from anything? The bloke from 1917. Oh, right. Like the main, the guy who runs across the field. <laughs> yeah, him. I think that's him. Oh, okay. That could be, yeah, I can, I can see that, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know much about him, but, you know, anyone at this point is an improvement, I guess. Yeah, based on the current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you knew this, this might have been some of the things you saw, but Walter Hamada has also left DC. That's good. Week or so. <laughs> That's, yeah. I'm happy to hear that, because uh, everything I heard about that guy, based off just, you know, the general state of DC and stuff like that, whew, what a weird guy to be ahead of the company. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and the guy they tried to get to replace him declined them. Declined? That was more of a, that was more of a speculative thing that I saw it's quite mm. a while ago, that declined hmm. yeah refused <laughs> it's a it's a tough job it is like a come in and save a whole universe where people are gonna be angry at you no matter what <laughs> at the moment based off twitter it seems like the rock's taken over that job yeah even i'm like kind of aware of this he seems like he's just promoting and kind of molding the dc universe around him yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. which is uh it's a choice and me me it's your traditional medieval Man sees power vacuum, man fills power vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it happens all the time. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, he's 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 competent enough to in my opinion to like listen to what people want. Does that mean we're gonna get good films? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um that's pretty much all I have for DC. Right, okay. Well that I mean for me the Matt Reese thing is just struck, struck me the hardest because I think I was somewhat aware that Matt Reese wanted to do spin-offs. Mm-hmm. Uh, are these TV shows, by the way? Uh, not sure. We don't know. No, cool. really. <laughs> I don't know if you would agree, but I think the, the Batman universe is like the Matt Reeves universe, kind of. It it can have that room, I think, more so than the Nolan universe for like in Mr. Freeze that is realistic, but not, you know, just a guy who is a bit cold that mm. might have been in the, in the Nolan verse. Um, <laughs> I think it, it's more organic, it sounds, a way to. Uh, introduced Mr. Freeze for his own kind of spin-off. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think it's by far the most interesting part of what's happening in DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think everything else around it is kind of just unclear. <laughs> I don't even think the directors know, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Shall yeah. I move on to some of the other franchises? Yeah. I'm going to give you a choice again. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the executive decision to put the Halloween news last. Okay, okay. Um, a while since we talked. Um, mm-hmm. It may be worth mentioning the cancellation of Batgirl. Oh my God, yeah. Jesus, yeah. That was... I heard that and I was like, isn't it like 
essentially uh, done because of a, like a tax write-off sort of thing. Yeah, basically they can save more money by writing off as a tax something or other that's, than releasing it, having to advertise it. That's insane, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. how does that happen? Like, people pouring a heart into this thing and this getting kind of put in a bin for no reason. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton came back for it. Yeah, and like, it must have, I don't know, it must have not been what they wanted, but at the same time, like, they need a clear idea of what they want before they tell mm. people to make something. Uh, well, it came shortly after Warner Brothers were taken over by Discovery, or they merged with Discovery. Right, yeah. And that apparently caused chaos. Right. So it's... There was, there were, there were, there was mutiny in the staff offices. <laughs> Managers were getting thrown out of windows. <laughs> right. Carnage. The so, casualty was that real. Yeah, so it's kind of like when Disney, no, wait, Fox, wait, hang on. Yeah, Disney acquired Fox and they kind of uh, deleted a bunch of things that they were making. The three Simon Kimberg out of the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a massive shame. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't really in my top 10 sort of list of things I was looking forward to from DC, really. I, I'll be honest, I kind of forgot it was happening until that news came out, but it's still like, it's just shocking that that would happen. Um, mm. Because, you know, yeah. it could have been something. I don't know. We'll probably never know. But yeah, the choice. Sorry, Marvel or Star Wars? Um, I'll go with Star Wars. Because with Star Wars, I'm just... Are they going to make a movie at all? <laughs> uh, apparently, maybe. Oh, cool. If they can think about it. <laughs> right. Um, but that's not my bit of news. My bit of news is that basically, after, refer- after reports first claimed that he had been cast... Then mm-hmm. reports said he hadn't been cast. Reports are now again saying Mads Mikkelsen has been cast as live action Thrawn. Oh, yeah, right, okay. For the um, Ahsoka series, or? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, because the, the guy that's um, playing Ezra got confirmed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Sabine. Um, Rumours are just circulating that um, Thrawn is going to be in it. He's going to have his white uniform, apparently. Really odd detail to leak. But there we <laughs> yeah. Go. Um, but yeah, apparently it's going to be uh, not Mads. I said Mads by mistake. I meant Lars. Oh, right. <laughs> we'll see him in Rebels. Right. Yeah. Um, and another thing is uh, apparently they're fifty-fifty on including Rex. Um, if they don't, I will riot. <laughs> well, he's already not Rex specifically, but they've already, you know, I think really Obi Wan sure they had a, a scene with a clone trooper. It is, yeah, they did. The actor's clearly completely okay with coming back. <laughs> I think I think he wants to. I think he I think he bashed the door down with that big stick he forged with the Tuscan Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to just to make sure he gets in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, casting your cowards. Yeah, it's it's quite insane still to me that uh kind of the animated Star Wars is coming into the live action Star Wars. Um. Strange. Yeah, it's strange, but it's good because people. Unfortunately, people do kind of turn their nose up towards animated sort of projects. And yeah, um, yeah so it's it's nice that they're probably getting more of an incentive from people to watch the animated shows because they are pretty good. And I think I think Rebels specifically actually is quite underrated, even between mm. people that like the animated shows. So it's good yeah. that they're getting their day. Um, but I think more so for you, what do you feel about that casting with Thrawn? Uh, uh, because I think for you, you're... A bigger fan of that character than I think I am, even though I, I like him. Yeah. I I yeah I, I um I really can't wait to see this character. I bang, I've been banging on about him for 
so long. <laughs> yeah. I feel weary <laughs> with my own my own praise of his character. Mm. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think Lars Nicholson is probably is the best choice. Yeah. Um, I think there there are a lot of good options out there, but he voiced him in Rebels. He's got the voice, obviously, um, and he, he is quite a, quite a tall chap. Yeah. So I, I think he could handle the presence really well, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing him handled in live action. So this is this is exciting news. Yeah. Is the is he a shocker? A shocker? I can't know. I, I can barely say that word. Um, is that show? Oh, well, I guess it takes the baton from Mandalorian season. Mm-hmm. Do, where she kind of popped up and said that the the word grand animal thrown. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's where it's taken from. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, did you see any of the stuff that came out of D23 for it? Uh, I think so. Remind me what came out. <laughs> um, the, the, I think they were showing a trailer in the like in the theater. In the I, see, I think I saw. It wasn't released to anyone else, but it had. It showed. I think it showed like Chopper. We saw a bit of Chopper. Yeah. Uh, we saw the back of Hera. Oh yeah. Um, and then like the they showed like a live action recreation of, you know, like the, the final scenes of Rebels, mm-hmm. Sabine in front of the the mural mural. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but in live action. Hmm. So literally, um, that's it. Doing the ending and then sawing what happened next, I guess. I, I, I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So that's what we what what we've been um told. And I think. I'm going off the top of my head now, but I seem to have been shown or been seeing something that said the actress who's in for Sabine is finished filming. Oh, okay. So it's quite long along the way, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think it's supposed to be next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, okay. Mandalorian was meant to be February, but they removed all mention in February from like, the trailers, so... Oh, right. <laughs> November then. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think... Did they release a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3? They did, yes. Yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember that. D23, how long ago was D23? Because it seems like it didn't really happen to me for some reason. Um, time has lost all meaning for me. So I'm yeah. to ask. <laughs> the month? September. September, September, really? September? Wow, okay. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, time has it's been weird. And I can't believe we're nearly at the end of this year, which is insane to me. Because uh, 2022, I thought, came out of nowhere. And now it's the end of 2022. And most of the movies have came out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff now with release dates for like 2024. Mm. And I just, I just can't. I just can't see myself getting that far. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it with Marvel soon, but whenever I see that a slate's coming forward, I'm just, I'm just like, wow, like, will I make it? <laughs> you're talking 2025 now, and I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think one of them is in 2026 as well now. Right, Jesus Christ, right. <laughs> like, like they, like they release the dates and they say specifically 17th of March 2025. How do you know? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> but at that point, we might have just dropped September from this calendar. You never know. Might be a new month. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it like that. The idea that 2025 even is 10 years like after Age of Ultron, which is Don't like say that. I see. Yeah, like I still remember that movie Don't coming out 
in the summer. <laughs> I still remember that. So it's weird that we're 10 years away from that now. Whenever I see that the date of 2014 written, mm-hmm. I always think oh, that's a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Eight it's... years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I've never just gone to secondary school. <laughs> yeah. I've got a master's. Yeah. I keep... <laughs> yeah. I keep on seeing. Um... Well, I keep on like on t- TV <clears throat> seeing films from like 2014, 2015, and just going like, I remember being there in school when this came out. And it's it's weird that I'm, you know, 22 now, and it's not like last year that that film came out, and it's not the big thing anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. I feel like we always did this, by the way. We always at some point went, time's weird. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was a staple. You know, if we're coming back, we're coming back strong. It's everything yeah. we talk about the podcast in one episode. <laughs> I think it was one podcast where we had a topic, but we kind of just devolved into, God, we're, we're old. <laughs> well, yeah. We were talking about, just before we started recording, how TikTok is like my generational divide. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, it's like the, it's the technology where I officially have started saying I am too old for this. Yeah, I am. Um, this is for the kids. Yeah, I mean, I was saying before as well that the to feel just a bit young, uh, I currently with my housemates uh, sit down in, in the living room and watch TikTok on maybe a Sunday on the big TV, um, which is a bizarre way to watch it anyway, but. And then I'll be going. Can I just ask if you if you are watching it on the big screen, does that mean like two thirds of the screen is just blanked out? It, it yeah, it's uh two thirds of the screen are just like a blurred out uh sort of thumbnail, I guess, of the video. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we go because <laughs> we don't have an account. We go into uh the trending section mm-hmm. and <laughs> we go through that. And I I don't I genuinely feel like a an eighty year old man giving a smartphone for the first time, like I'm. <laughs> I can't. I don't understand it. Um, it I, I laugh at it, but not in a, like a I get it way. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a podcast where you're getting some cool young people talking about the cool young things, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go back to the search bar. Straight <laughs> too far from the path. You know, go to. I don't know, some podcast. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Shall we move on to the Marvel stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the long list. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. initially, it was just reports, but it has now been confirmed. Harrison Ford will replace William Hurt as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Him? Yeah, him. How does that happen? Um, like, I don't understand the the Harrison Ford part to that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the one that they've gone for. Um, apparently, he's going to... Initially, it was said that he would appear in the Thunderbolts film. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's also been said he will first appear in the next Captain America film. All right, which is two years from now? Twenty twenty. Nine. <laughs> no, it's 2024, I think. <laughs> right. Um, apparently, saying, they really? were set to unveil it at D23, but Kathleen Kennedy told them no because she didn't want to detract from Harrison Ford being on stage for Indiana Jones 5. 
yeah, I did see that. I saw that sort of, uh, I guess, conference sort of thing. Um, yeah, it was. I I find Harrison Ford. I think I, I don't know him, so I can't say that I do know this. But I have a feeling that he's he's mellowing out a bit. Mm. I feel like he's becoming a bit more sentimental and a bit more open about you know loving Indiana Jones, for example. Or yeah. I mean, the fact that he's went like, yeah, I'll do I'll do a Marvel thing before before I retire. I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Did you uh, do you see that story? Um... The actor that played Short Round, mm. um, was a little, uh, little story he shared about meeting Harrison Ford backstage at D23, and, um, and he he didn't think Harrison Ford would remember him. All right. Um, and so one of the attendants directed him towards Harrison Ford, who was talking to um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Don't know if I said those names the right way around. <laughs> um. And apparently Harrison Ford turned around and pointed a finger at him and said, I know you, you're short round. Oh, <laughs> a bit of a, a, a hug. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> lovely, really lovely. Yeah, and it's also nice, just like, I think, yeah, we haven't made a podcast since that movie came out, but everything, everywhere, all at once, what a, you know, I think we'll probably get to it, actually, in the actual main topic, but yeah. what a great film and what a great, like, reintroduction to that that actor. Um, He's in Loki as well. Is he? He's going to be in Loki season two. Oh, that's great. That's great. Mm. I'm very happy about his renaissance. <laughs> I know. Uh, there's a picture of him uh, with Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford just looks happy, which <laughs> is something I've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also pictures of, um, I know you, you just said you're not on social media anymore, mm. but if you look at um, Ayman Zalani's so, uh, Instagram, Mm-hmm. There's pictures of um, her, Brie Larson, and Tierna um, Paris. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, they met Harrison Ford, and um, Iman Valani is just proper, proper nerding out. <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> they're fun photos if you can find them. Mm, yeah, well, I feel like Harrison Ford is just a. So Harrison Ford has been in so many different pop culture things that you're bound to recognize him and be like attached to him in mm. some way, like. Whether it's Star Wars, Indiana Jones, or I guess now Marvel, <laughs> um, you're bound to have some sort of nerdy sort of <laughs> reaction to his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's how I'd react. Yeah, yeah I would too. Um, then I'd probably just bow to one knee, do <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Harrison Ford joining the MCU. Wow, that's I never thought that would happen. <laughs> um, other casting stuff. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen has reportedly been cast as Mephisto. Oh, right. Everyone's favourite WandaVision villain. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, that's uh, good. Yeah, I, I um, think that's good casting. Yeah, I feel he would, you know, he would probably really enjoy doing that much of a... I imagine it's going to be quite a bombastic sort of role playing essentially the Marvel devil. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah. It's quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think they're, um, fantastic forecasting news. <gasps> real castings or? Um, not real casting. Um, so there was, um, Emily Blunt kind of made a comment recently saying she hopes John Krasinski gets, gets another pop at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she just kind of said it in jest. It's one of those things where, you know, it, you know, at press junkets, actors get asked things yeah. and they just say things in response. Yeah, it happens all the time. I think it was just more of that, more than that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she did say that John Krasinski really enjoyed Multiverse of Madness being in it. Yeah. Good. Um, other things are apparently, first thing I saw is Tom Ellis is apparently in the lead to land the Reed Richards role. Is Tom Ellis the guy who plays the devil? Yeah, Lucifer. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. Or, if you're a bit older, Miranda's boyfriend. Yeah, I was, <laughs> whenever I, I never actually <clears throat> watched the, um, the Lucifer show, but whenever I see an advert for it, I, I just see the, the chef baker from um, Miranda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently he's in the lead, um, one of the favourites. Uh, also, apparently they've met with Adam Driver for a role. Oh, okay. Uh, the two names banded around were either Reed Richards or Victor Von Doom. Oh, he would be a great Victor Von Doom, actually. I agree. Yeah. I think he'd be great if he was Von Doom. Yeah. I can like imagine him in that uniform without the helmet on and like just killing it. Yeah. But it'd be another one where he has to wear a helmet. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I feel like every hel- <laughs> helmet character gets, you know. A reason to smash the helmet, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt, you know it's yeah. getting smashed at some point. It's, it's kind of surprising that um, the Mandalorian hasn't done that yet. A big smash of the helmet. <laughs> yeah, symbolic. Hmm. Um, what is it? Um, yeah, just just smash the helmet. Although pretty hard because isn't it like best guys meant to be indestructible? <clears throat> that doesn't matter. He's strong. He'll find a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I haven't written down was something I saw. Um, don't know how how true this is, but apparently Marvel intend on bringing back Robert Downey Jr. for Secret Wars. Secret Wars is Secret because <clears throat> I get confused now. That's the one slated for twenty forty seven. Right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be middle aged by then. I'm actually gonna be actually old and not just feeling old. <laughs> um, but is Secret okay? So Secret Invasion is the TV show, right? Yeah. Okay, right. So Secret War is the actual Avengers movie. Yeah, Secret right. Wars is the last Avengers movie planned, or not the last, last, but you know the last one that we know about. Yeah, right. So Kang Dynasty before that, then. Yeah. Secret Wars. Is it um? Because I don't, I can't remember if this like the chronology of it, but is it goes Kang Dynasty and then it goes Secret Wars immediately after? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, right. There might so, be stuff in between. You never know. You know, you know how these things move. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to do uh, an Infinity War endgame sort of thing, where for a long time, I think, um, Avengers Infinity War was just called part one, part two. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be- become sort of like a reverse of that, where it's going to become Secret Wars part one, part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I does make it sense. It kind of makes sense. They're both kind of multiversal things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as we know, it's directing Kang Dynasty is oh, the one with three names. Daniel Destin Crichton. Oh, uh, Shang-Chi director. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to Google that for the sake of of just being polite to the man. <laughs> These are pretty... I don't Destin think... Daniel Crichton. Right, okay. <laughs> Destin first. Um, but yeah, he's attached to direct. Hmm. Um, written by the same person that wrote uh, or has written um, Quantum Mania. Right. Yeah, because I, I got the sense that Ant-Man 3 kind of is a prequel of sorts to the actual Avengers sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the um the still, or the, the leaked image of Ant-Man? Uh, no, I haven't. 
Uh, it was doing the rounds a while ago. I guess it's not really a spoiler, but it's that man looking pretty wrecked. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so that, that came around. Um, and then there's no director for Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem to want the people, the people. The people seem to want um, Ryan Coogler. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know who the director is. We know the writer is, though. The, the writer for that one's uh, Michael Waldron. Oh, of Loki. Loki and Multiverse of Badness. Which right. I personally like. I like Corey <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I think that's that's good. I'm happy about that. Mm. Um, and that, that. Oh, wait, no. One piece of Marvel news left. Um, Marvel Zombies. Oh. The animated series. Nobody knows if it's going to be a continuation of the What If episode. Yeah, yeah. But apparently they've released some stills of who's zombies and who's not zombies. <laughs> right. Um, apparently it's before ep- ep- episodes, and it will have a TVMA rating. Oh. It's, it's R. Like, yeah, it's the, uh, the American uh, R sort of thing, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Television. Yeah. Mm. I kind of forgot maybe, that. Was... Um, maybe Werewolf by Night's given them a bit of a jolt. Mm. Yeah. To take a few more risks in that department. Yeah. So I've heard, uh, I've heard quite good things about it. I haven't actually seen it yet. Um, it's good. I, reckon, I think it's good, personally. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Is it literally like a, like a one hour sort of thing? Yeah. It's about 56 <coughs> minutes, I think. Hmm. Okay. Good. Oh. It's not, you know, it's not got the the depth you expect of a film, but for fifty minutes, it's good. Yeah, like I think it's like... more about the style, but they, you know, they handle characters as, as they need to. Yeah. Um, and the music's banging as well. <laughs> Music. We, we, you'd expect from Michael Giacchino directing it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Is um. Well, do we? Do we? I was kind of thinking about the Avengers theme there, and I was thinking about the Avengers sort of lineup. Do we know who the Avengers like core cast are now? Like who's going to be the leader, for example? Um, not really. Um, because I'm pretty sure at D23, Kevin Feige said that kind of the Avengers aren't really a thing anymore in the universe. Right. Um, they haven't reformed. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess. <clears throat> You've got the new Captain America. You've still got Doctor Strange, mm, yeah. Captain Marvel. Um, I think there's probably a question mark over Spider-Man. Yeah, because he's always sort of like a character who's either in it or not at all in it. <laughs> um, they do seem intent on um, sort of adding Spider-Man to more street-level stuff. Yeah, there is another bit of news that's kind of associated with that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Question mark over him whether he's an Avenger or not. Right. Um, I guess Incredible Hulk still an Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she Hulk has been an Avenger before. Right. So probably maybe she'll be an Avenger now. Yeah. Um, who else is it? Have I said Doctor Strange? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, um, was... yeah, Shang Chi. He was kind Sorry. of brought to the fall by the end of. His post credits scene thing. Yeah. Um, and Wong, I guess Wong. Wong an Avenger? <laughs> yeah. Like, Avenger. Yeah, yeah. He's doing things. <laughs> um, 
And I guess with Sebastian Stan being the Thunderbolts, I guess maybe he's not an Avenger. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess you, you can you be both a Thunderbolt and an Avenger? Maybe. Maybe he is not in the Thunderbolt team because they need an Avenger. Yeah. Do you think they've got like a wallet where you open it up and you've got like two cards that say Avenger and Thunderbolt? <laughs> yeah, I like access cards. You swipe yeah. and you get your lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Get like a little key card around your neck. <laughs> Wait until they add more. Wait until they add the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. <key cards>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange's got the Sorcerer Supreme, and then the Sorcerer Supreme Assistant, and then. <laughs> yeah. Professor X is gonna have so many. Oh, too many. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's the Avengers lineup. Yeah. Um, other bit of news is about the Daredevil series. Oh, okay, yeah. Daredevil Born Again. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's going to be 18 episodes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it will be three six-episode arcs. Yeah. Um, Rumours are suggesting it will tackle Wilson Fisk's mayoral campaign. Mayoral campaign, right. So we're going uh, big. <laughs> yeah. And there is speculation. This is nothing confirmed. No official source has said this. But it is sort of rumoured that it will kind of lead into the next Spider-Man film. Oh, okay, right. Interesting. There were yeah. also there were also a few rumours of sort of cameos to be had in Born Again. Uh, again, this is very loose speculation, but originally they wanted to include uh, Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones. Right. Yeah. Due to scheduling conflicts, they can't use her as they wanted to. Right. Apparently, she might have like a smaller role in it. But apparently yeah. that kind of cameo-sized hole will instead be filled by John Bernthal. Oh, the Punisher. As the Punisher, not as Jessica Jones. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, we, haven't, we haven't seen that character since season two of his show, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that season. <laughs> Neither have I, I'll be honest. <laughs> I watched the first season. I enjoyed the first season. I did too, yeah. I think that was um, that was like near the end of the, the Netflix era, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that they released the second season after announcing that it all been cancelled. Yeah, I think that sort of knocked the wind out of the sails a bit, yeah. Mm. But yeah, that brings Marvel stuff to an end in the news section. Right. Um, my last bit of Halloween-related news. <laughs> right. Um, I feel obligated to include this just to, uh, you know, return... A sense of flavour to our understanding of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's been quite a while since somebody was un- was severely unhappy with the film, so there is a petition uh, to remake Halloween Ends because oh, right. hates it. I I've heard yeah I've I've been aware of from YouTube I guess it's my only kind of I guess social media letters YouTube um, and Letterbox I guess. Um, I have I've seen a lot of negative people being very negative about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have it. Well, yes, yeah, I mentioned this. I have a cold at the moment, so if my voice seems a bit weird, <laughs> it's because I'm I'm trying not to cough. <laughs> but it's not like a bad cold. It's one of those colds where you can't really do anything about it, but you still do things. Oh, <clears> I'm sorry. So yeah, that sounded good. <laughs> You've been sounding good until now. Oh, okay. You're fine <laughs> right. enough. Well. <laughs> um yeah so everyone's aware i've came back for a podcast when i get a cold yeah I, i'm smart um <laughs> um but yeah i, I don't 
I don't particularly. I watched the first Halloween movie, and I really enjoyed it. And then I've heard nothing but either middling to pretty good to terrible things about every sequel ever made to it. So I kind of thought I want to leave it as pure as like pure as I can. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I don't know. Are you? Uh, I don't know. A, a keen watcher of the entire series or just the new ones or the first one? I have seen one of them, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw the first of the last three. Oh, like the reboot sort of continuity. Yeah. Right. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, that's what was strange about that, because I remember that reboot thing. Not reboot, but like, I guess, sequel, but reboot from the sequels, I guess. Um, <laughs> that, um, I heard a lot of like good things about it. It's like it was like a, a Force Awakens sort of style reboot, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's had two sequels, right? Halloween yeah. Kills? Yeah, Halloween Kills turned out to be a bit of a last Jedi. Some people hated it. Critics hated it. Mm-hmm. Some people loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now Halloween Ends has been like Game of Thrones Season 8. Right. The end of Dexter rolled into one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but either bad things or people that don't love it but are saying it does new things, so that's good. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. if Have you seen it or are you aware of what people don't like about it um uh, i have a loose idea i saw that i think i think the guardian not that i not that i read the guardian disclaimer <laughs> yeah just on the feed they i think they gave it one star oh right okay but yeah apparently they introduced a whole new character and then um is it michael myers yeah yeah the, apparently yeah. michael myers is barely in it right and it's a bit of a, a bit of a weak weak link um <laughs> And then they like they introduce this whole new character and he becomes the villain. That's what I understand. Yeah, this is this is the one thing I heard was something around the idea that they've I guess recasted Michael Myers by having a new character sort of take yeah. on the mask. Um, I I personally can't I really can't criticize it or have positive things to say about it because I don't I don't know how it's handled. <laughs> and yeah, no, yeah, neither do I. I couldn't comment. Yeah, but you know the internet, you know, it needs a new film to hear and. We don't really have many sort of, I guess, reboots of all franchises going at the moment. We have Star Wars, of course, usually, but we don't really have that many going at the moment. as like big blocks of films that are your old franchise coming back at the moment. I guess um, I kind of Scream, but that yeah didn't yeah. really go away like Halloween did. No, people, I believe, liked it enough the reboot thing. Um, but yeah, people, I think people like people see some people liked the sequels to Scream as well. Mm. It wasn't like a case of they did one good one and then everything that followed was yeah, yeah. It's a downhill sort of thing yeah um mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I feel like with this Halloween end sort of thing I feel like there's so many from my knowledge from through just literally looking at reviews and seeing ranking videos I guess over my time like I, there's so many bad Halloween sequels uh, <laughs> that I'm confused as to why this one is so like how dare you like because. <laughs> There's bad ones that are not doing new things, that you, so it might as well, you know, <laughs> it might be bad, but, you know, it's doing mm. apparently new things, which is, you know, you might as well. Um, you, know, you know how people hate new things. Yeah, it's a thing. And then time goes by, and then that new thing's the old thing, and now everyone likes it. <laughs> people will be begging for that character that's replaced Michael Myers to come back. Exactly. It happens so many times with franchises. Um mm. Especially, I feel like Star Wars is kind of the big one for that, where 
people hear something, but give it give it ten years, <laughs> people will love it. Um, Apparently, something has actually happened like that with the Halloween films because before like these three, from what I understand, there was a reboot before where they completely rebooted everything, mm-hmm. but they started from scratch, and they made two films and people hated them. Yeah, and now like this film's come out, everyone's like. Maybe we did. Well, maybe, maybe those other ones were misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, that always happens. I mean, yeah, like the perfect example really is like the Star Wars sequels, yeah. I guess, where people hated the prequels and had nothing but bad things to say. You might have found one video or one article that said, oh, maybe they're quite good or whatever. But then, you know, episode, episode seven comes out and then like a, two months later, people go, maybe the prequels are pretty good. And because there's a new thing to pour your hair into. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure this film, if there's any sort of Halloween sequel after this, will get some sort of reevaluation. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's an unfortunate trend where, I mean, just like a film, you have your like to just you have your right to just like a film, but when it gets to the point where you're doing petitions and whatever, it's just a bit too much. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, happy happy end to the news. That's yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So do you want to kind of you want to kick it off with? Something you've been watching, uh, either TV show or movie related, since the last time I did the podcast. Okay, I can do. Yeah, alright with you. That. Right then. Um, so this was kind of a positive to doing this a week later than we intended on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this show has finished. Oh, uh, okay. In, in the meantime, um, and no, it's not She-Hulk, which many people I'm sure expected me to go for. <laughs> right. I bet ever I met most of the people if you're listening expecting me to say She-Hulk or Andor, and I haven't. <laughs> I've gone for neither. Oh, I have gone for something that's very surprising for me. Mm-hmm. I have been watching House of the Dragon. Oh, okay, right. He, cool. Who hasn't seen a single episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> has watched House of the Dragon. It concluded today. Mm. And after three episodes of being thoroughly confused, <laughs> right. I can say I really enjoyed it. Right. Okay, uh, that's good. Because uh, I, I started watching it. I got to episode two or something like that. And then I got distracted by other things. <laughs> um, so I guess, I, yeah, my question for you is like how, yeah, as a person who hasn't seen even one episode, like how did you feel about it going into um, it? Well, I understood um, before this Game of Thrones mainly consisted of three things. Dragons. Mm-hmm. Gore. <laughs> yeah. And incest. Mm-hmm. The staples of any good franchise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased to say that the first three episodes had all three of them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was watching it and someone was in the room with me and, and they didn't really... They watched parts of Game of Thrones and stuff like that and then they... There was a lot of, you know, those three things happening. And he was going, it's, it's, a, it's weird that this is the staple of a franchise. Like, this is what people want from this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there is, like, a scene in one of the later episodes where they're at, like, a party, and two of the younger ones, um, one of them is protesting a bit because um, he's being forced to marry his sister. <laughs> right. And and he's appealing because she's weird, apparently. It's like she recites prophecies, and I'm sat there thinking, that's your objection. 
<laughs> that's the issue here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I've really enjoyed House of Dragon. From what I kind of got from it was it was kind of talking back to what made the early Game of Thrones so great, I thought, which was these sort of it's a sort of like a proto storytelling where it was about characters having uh, leverage over each other. Mm. Um politically or whatever it may be. And does does it does it continue that sort of thing throughout the whole thing? Definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it it's it's thoroughly compelling watching all these people who, bar one of them, are all terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet somehow still caring of caring what happens to them and invested in, in what they do and what happens to them. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of characters getting one over on each other. There's sort of the core dynamic between um, I <laughs> I'm going to butcher the names. <laughs> Alicent, which is it's fairly easy. I like yeah. that one. And then Reniera, Reniera, I think. Reniera's? Reniera. Yeah. Reniera. That kind of dynamic develops nicely, and I think it's got a buckets of tension in there. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, a lot of the a lot of the relationships between the characters are just so three dimensional. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Like not, yeah. not just the characters themselves, but the way that characters treat each other. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. thoroughly fascinating watching an interaction and not really knowing how it's going to pan out. Yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of this is going to sound weird this description, but some of the scenes are so just so intense and so you just your eyes are glued to them that it could also be played brilliantly as a comedy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but there's scenes where everyone's in the room together. And something gets revealed or something gets said, and the camera cuts to all the people reacting with like wide eyes. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, how could you? <laughs> like someone, someone says something controversial, and everyone's just looking at each other like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's weird to describe it like that, but it's just so captivating the way it's done. Mm. Um, yeah. One episode, you know, did give me the, the whole tingling down the spine sensation. Yeah. I think it's episode eight. Yeah. Listen, How many like, is there episodes? There's ten. Ten, right, okay. Um Yeah. I was well and truly hooked when I then saw a tweet that said it's gonna take them four seasons to finish this off. <laughs> I thought <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then the next series it was expected in two years, so that's fun. Two years, really? But yeah, um it's nearly, nearly making me want to watch game of thrones hmm well i'm thinking i'm watching i'm watching i'm thinking this is great i can't wait to watch the main show uh with season eight (laughs) it's not just the fact that i know people say it ends badly like i know how it ends as well yeah yeah as a a person who uh weirdly enough watched the show uh shortly after season eight and got through the entirety of it I, i think the, the the finale and the season the whole season eight sort of thing, it is a flawed. It is a, it's very flawed season and it's easily the the show's worst kind of outing. But uh, I do think because I feel like anything anything this kind of you know anything in pop culture and films and TV kind of does develop along these lines where it becomes a bit of a you know a kind of a exaggeration and so just a bit because mm. the the memory the memory of it becomes like this big ball of fiction where you're like oh yeah it was terrible and awful and bad and yeah it's 
it's disappointing and it's not the best and it's I imagine for people who were watching it like kind of at the moment when it was coming out was really hurtful for a lot of characters um but it is it is more for me for me it was kind of more of a, a big sort of mixed bag it was less of a outright terrible okay. sort of thing um and that's not to say you know I feel like you get this kind of ethos a lot of I guess I guess certain sort of fan cultures where the ending means all um whereas the journey to get there is kind of regarded as you know filler or whatever you want to call it um and that's just not the case there's, there's so much greatness in that tv show that's still great now no matter how the ending is um so I would definitely say it, it is worth it if you're hooked by House of Dragon um just be aware that you might have you know opinions that aren't positive about the ending but you know it, it's very rare to get a a great ending that makes everyone happy <laughs> yeah and even the great endings that do make people, make people happy about you know a year later people go was it that good like that always happens with endings <laughs> um yeah. so you know it's it's i think it's just developed along this, these lines of oh it's you know it's it's the dexter finale or it's the it's the lost finale or whatever you want to call it it's um it's sort of I remember just going a bit too far into that to that like kind of that line of thinking where it's either the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. <laughs> um yeah. it's a mixed bag. So if you wanted to watch it, I I would say it's it is still worth it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I know they're also doing like a Jon Snow series, are they? Yeah, apparently. I I think what I heard about that was it wasn't like the actual actor himself, whose name I forget at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, him. I think it was his idea, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, is he still a part of the Marvel sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, he's, he was in Eternals, wasn't he? Yeah. Is he? But is, is he going to be in? I believe is he? Is this thing Blade? <laughs> I think like Blade's supposed to appear to him at the end of Eternals. Right. That's what okay. getting at. So right. I guess yes, he is like a Blade type hmm. character, like the, the the monster hunter kind of realm. Yeah, because I never he was one of the one of the best parts of that film for me. Um, mm. I just remember him having so much like chemistry with that actress Shema um, Chan, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like he's, I feel like he's, you know, he's always been very lucky to have like all Game of Thrones, but I feel like he's due something like contemporary and popular to have him in the public eye, I guess, because he he's very charismatic. I mean, he's very yeah. likable. He deserves I like, a win, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, would you like to would you like to would you like to say your first thing you've been watching? Uh, yeah, I guess this is. I don't know. It's it's more of a series of films than like a TV show or just one film. Um, I've been watching, or I guess in some cases rewatching, but for the most part watching the first time. Um, a few of the the Ghibli films mm-hmm. um, recently. And they're, they're so good. <laughs> um, I, I unfortunately, it was one of those things where when I was getting more into film earlier on, uh, when I was like 15, 14, I decided to watch them then. And mm-hmm. it was one of those unfortunate things where you kind of, you like it, but you're too young to really appreciate why it's good, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only like years later where you rewatch it with actual kind of, I don't want to say intelligence, but like, I don't know, I guess more awareness and it kind of, I don't know you see it differently and i think these films are so for example i've watched um spiritual the way uh kiki's delivery service my neighbor totoro 
and Princess Mononoke. <laughs> um, and they're all they're all great, and they're all like I think a perfect example of uh, animation isn't a genre; it's a medium. Um, but I think people get mixed up quite a bit. Um, this idea that animation is either only for kids or you know it can be for adults but it's mainly for kids um and that's just not true because the medium it's a medium it's not a genre and you can have for example with um princess minoke i was going to say minoke but the actual name is quite a bit more complicated <laughs> i'm gonna say minoke um princess minoke that's a film where it's essentially an action epic that's in the vein of avatar or dances with wolves um yeah. more than it is like a a comedy film or a kids film um and it's yeah it's great and i feel like i feel kind of uh you know like i've missed out a bit of waiting so long to kind of revisit them because there there's so many to watch that i can't wait to get to because i'm i'm sure i'll even if i don't love them all i'll at least like them all and have something you know connected to them because i feel like the most recent one i watched is a uh, kiki's delivery service mm-hmm. and i started my review of it in words as the Spider-Man 2 of anime. <laughs> it handles very similar themes and very similar ideas and concepts through this uh, sort of, uh, like, yeah, in that case, a, a child, a, a kid's movie in a sense, but also one that has very adult themes about burnout and kind of feeling that your passion is becoming a job and you don't have the passion to do it anymore properly. Mm-hmm. And it handles those themes really well. And I feel like, uh, yeah, there's just so much in them and there's so much beauty in the animation and in the 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 characters and the performances um i can't wait to get to the things like howl's beaving castle and mm-hmm. i think the wind rises in one of them and uh the red turtle i can't wait to explore more of them and hopefully from that get into a bit of an anime kick of just different things um so yeah, yeah. if you haven't watched them on uh anyone that's listening i definitely recommend them um even if you're not an anime person i feel like it's a bit of an oversimplification, but they are kind of the Pixar of anime, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a perfect sort of in into anime. Yeah. Um, have you yourself ever like watched any of them and then like loved them the same way? <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. No? Oh, that God. is my, my disappointing news. <laughs> um, but I know of them. Like I, I've heard of uh, Spirited Away and um, Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I've seen clips from them, like yeah. I, and I know of them. I've become acquainted with them. Yeah. Um, but I've never really seen them myself. Mm. But I've, I've always wanted to. I've always sort of looked at them and think, and thought, sorry, I'm kind of missing out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you say, there's a whole medium that is underappreciated because of idiots like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not entirely like idiots like me, because I do, I do know that animation is very much its own thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, these things are definitely worthy of, of more attention because they're an art form that a lot of people have found, you know, have found a, a passion in. And yeah. it's something that's definitely kind of like a lifetime craft making them and yeah. following them because, you know, they're things that, they're kind of, a lot of people say that films are like sort of modern fables, modern parables and that kind of thing but i feel like anime like that have sort of the aura of being closer to the idea than any other film has Mm -hmm. like it feels like it's stacked with 
the kind of messages and the kind of layered stories that everyone associates, like sort of people crowding around in a cave listening mm. to one person telling the story, that kind of thing. It's that, that very core link to them. And and with sort of anime or animation style, you have the idea that creatively you're kind of freed. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not freed by, or you're not held back by any any, any knowledge of what an actor might behave like or look like or mm. or what people might think upon seeing CGI and the sort of disconnect between practical and CGI. Mm. So you, you're fully in that world and all the possibilities are, are endless to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, and it's such hard work as well that you can't help but appreciate, like, at certain points, like, literally every frame, because mm. every frame is drawn, and especially with yeah. these films where there's so much, I think I read something, like, I think for the recent one that I watched, Kiki's Delivery Service, um, I think it was something like 67,000, like, animation cells, which is, in essence, like, that many drawings, in essence, so, mm-hmm. and, and, and the older as I get as well, it's the same thing I was kind of saying before, where when I was younger, I was like 14, 15, watching these films. I didn't appreciate it the same way I do now, where I literally <laughs> I literally paused the film because I was so kind of taken back by just one, one of these, um, there's like a sequence where Kiki's flying her broom and it's the animation around kind of communicating how the physics of it works and the sort of, I guess the like, I don't know how to call it, the, the elastic band sort of thing of like, gathering energy and then it going away like that sort of thing so the animation of that is like really like, took me back for him and I was like wow that's like insane like how well that communicates so many different factors in just like again so many drawings <laughs> back to back that you only see for you know you don't actually see them because it's it's you know one frame of film is 20 or 24 frames of film is one second and they're doing so many like different so many drawings in those mm. uh, seconds um and yeah it's just yeah, I feel like if you if you haven't watched them or you've watched them a long time ago, maybe like give them the first watch or rewatch because definitely worth your time. And I feel like the best day to watch them is on a rainy Sunday. They they are perfect rainy Sunday movies. Um, even when the films get to their like really sad points or low points, they're still like perfect like happy warm blankets <laughs> no matter what. And it's great to have that sort of option to go into and watch something new. That's that level of comfort despite you never watching it before like there's still that level of nostalgia to it because it's made that way yeah. um yeah it's beautiful and i think yeah definitely give it a go if you haven't watched any um but yeah do you want to move on to your next sort of big thing i guess i can do i mean i don't think uh anything on my list is actually as intellectual as that <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's it's not you know it's a witch no, on I, the broom. <laughs> no, i know what you mean i don't mean i, I don't mean to mock you um so i just feel like i have to mention this because it's kind of going on now Mm -hmm. um and i am watching it as it goes along Mm -hmm. um and that's the final season of the walking dead oh that's happening now yeah it's happening now oh wow okay um i think there's how many episodes are left three maybe Mm mm-hmm no, no, there's eight, and there's eight in the season. There's four. I think it's four. So like normally, it would be sixteen episodes in yeah. sort of two ep- two eight episode chunks. Mm-hmm. They've been given another eight episode chunk, right? Um, to kind of round things off. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know where it's gone. 
right. It's coming to an end. Uh-huh. Um, I know they're probably going to just bring Rick Grimes back for a cameo at the end. Yeah. Oh, is he out uh, of it? Sorry? Is he out of it? Oh, he left. Oh, right, okay. Seasons ago. Oh, I thought he was still, like, the main guy. Mm. No, he fell off... Um, he fell off a horse. <laughs> yeah. Got impaled on a big steel rod. Oh. Climbed off the rod. Um, blew up a bridge. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's dead. Uh-huh. Uh, he actually got saved and flown away in a helicopter. Oh. Not okay. seen him since. So he's just out there somewhere. Mm, somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Andrew Lincoln was spotted in Atlanta, or around mm-hmm. the time they were filming the final season. Yeah. Uh, apparently he might have filmed something for it. I People are saying it. it's like a post-credit scene. <laughs> well, I might be completely wrong here, but I remember hearing something a while a while ago about a, a movie, maybe? Yeah, they're not yeah. doing that anymore. Oh, okay. Right. They changed it to a six-episode TV series. Oh, and that might be his thing. Right, okay. Well, it's his and um, um, Dan, Danny Guerrero, who is in Black Panther. Oh, she's yeah. Boy, yeah, yeah. Basically, she was in The Walking Dead, um, one of the main characters. She was... I think they were married. <laughs> one of the many things they decided not to show instead of opting for another co- another walk down the street. But she left the series a couple of years ago, uh, and supposedly this this mini series is going to be about them two right. finding each other again, which is nice, lovely. Yeah, nice little. But still, he's the main character, and if you just bring him back from a post credit scene, you, I am just going to be I'm going to be sad. <laughs> um, and it just kind of feels like the dragged the feet a little bit mm. um, because the, so the writers and the team that have worked on it are, you know, they're a very talented team. They say they, I don't like saying they saved it because I don't personally think it needed saving in the first place, but they injected new life into it when sort of the current team came aboard and they've done some really great things since then. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like and it's not even necessarily their fault. I think the whole plan for this kind of Walking Dead universe is they're wanting to continue it with all the spin-offs. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, they've announced the spin-offs before the show's ended. Right. There's three characters. There's not three side characters. There's three main characters that everyone knows are going to survive. Right, because there's an obvious spin-off. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. because they announced it in advance um, of, of the series ending. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like a show that's reputationally is built on the fact, on the idea that, especially in the early seasons, that anybody can die at any moment. Yeah. It feels like it's kind of lost its steam and that it's coming to this 11 season end. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't have the drive of the final season. Mm. Yeah. And even even if you look at you know, people, the obvious thing people are going to point to is like the Avengers films. Mm hmm. They kind of they, they knew they were going to continue after Endgame. Yeah. But Endgame still feels like an ending. Yeah, yeah. It still feels like they're building towards an ending. Yeah, and it, for the main characters, it is the, place. Yeah, for many characters, it, it is like the the last entry, or at least a goodbye for a long time. Hmm. Um. Yeah. It, it. I think as well with Marvel, they knew they were doing more films, but they didn't. Aside from Spider-Man, because of Sony, aside from that, they didn't really announce anything 
post that film. Mm. So to announce that you're doing a spin-off of probably the three biggest characters after the finale is a bit, it's odd. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's strange. Mm. Yeah. That being said, two of the spin-offs sound really intriguing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they'd been announced afterwards, I'd be happily awaiting them. And I still mm. am, because they do look good. Um, one of them in particular has um, two sort of actors that are exceptional when they're in the same scene together mm. yeah. and even in this final season that has remained true the two of them have an exceptional kind of screen presence yeah um so i'm really pleased about that and yeah that's kind of what, what i'm watching at the moment every monday so i watch mm. from this morning it feels like it's waiting for that final episode i'm hoping mm. it's going to kick off big right. time and it's going to yeah. be an epic finale mm-hmm. and it's going to make me feel stupid i want to feel stupid make me feel <laughs> stupid I want to feel that feeling of, oh, that's why you were doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm hoping, um, you know, and I do do think I have faith that it is going to kind of be revealed. Mm -hmm. It's just when you can't see the full picture, it's a little bit... Frustrating. Yeah. 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 Well, I just kind of off track to the thing that we're doing now, but I kind of want to ask you, I don't know if you are watching it or aren't anymore, but I kind of fell off the sort of thing with it. Um, with because uh, I think it's very recently. I think as in like maybe last night. Um, but is what is Doctor Who doing? <laughs> oh, have you what what have you seen? I have seen <laughs> the the clip on YouTube of Jodie Whittaker, uh, I guess regenerating into uh, David Tennant. Yeah. Um, and I saw a little teaser for David Tennant uh, running around, and there's Barney from. <laughs> from her highlight your mother and a bit of the new actor doing uh what he, look, he looks great the new actor from that little clip mm. um, but yeah i i don't know if you, you're, you're actually watching it or if you're just more aware than me but i just wanted to ask you <laughs> what's going on so i have been watching it and i watched it last night oh okay cool um so last night was judy whittaker's this is on my list, so this is kind of counts for, t- for two for me, I guess. Okay, we're going straight into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was Jerry Whittaker's last episode of Doctor Who. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend to understand what happened in the episode. <laughs> I don't. Right. Um, but basically, there's like a thing where the Doctor's like cycle of regeneration gets fucked with a bit. Mm-hmm. So she's so so get spoilers spoilers. Mm-hmm. So she gets the master forces her to regenerate. Right. And she regenerates into him. Yeah. Like regenerates into the master. Oh right okay okay. Um he runs around for a bit <laughs> as the doctor acting like the master. Mm-hmm. Um, to try and like ruin a reputation, it doesn't work. They manage to reverse it. Yeah. But I'm guessing what they're leaning towards is that this kind of screws with the whole process of her regenerating. Mm-hmm. So she gives a little, it's a bit shorter than they normally do, but she gives a little monologue, mm-hmm. a little goodbye monologue. She regenerates. Pretty impressive shot, actually. It looks great. Yeah, I yeah, because I got kind of from that clip, I kind of got inspired to kind of retract because I, I used to watch this show. For my point of view, I used to watch this show. No one was coming out, but kind of I did like a, a marathon when I was like eighteen, I think, and I got from Christopher Eccleston to about midway through Peter Capaldi, mm-hmm. 
and I sort of hop on board for the new Joy Whitaker sort of thing. And I don't, I can't even remember why I didn't like it, but I kind of just, in, not instantly, but at least like a few episodes into it, sort of, sort of went, this is not for me, I guess. Um, and I sort of just thought, I can just leave this for now. Um, so it's been, I don't know, I kind of lost, in, not interest, but kind of contact. And then I kind of, I just saw this sort of pop up and I went, I got so confused because <laughs> I just had no idea this was happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, so I submitted you along, like when I was at uni, I did a whole like binge all the way through. Mm. Um, and I have been watching the Jodie Whittaker ones that have come out. And mm. I agree that I haven't been very keen on the, or the, the last sort of couple of series with Chris Chibnall writing and Jodie Whittaker. I think she's been good. I just think she's been held yeah. back by other things. Yeah, I remember that being my thing. I remember liking her and thinking that her dialogue or her stories around her just weren't compelling enough and didn't really give me like a, a sense of the, who this doctor was quite yet. And unfortunately, yeah. I didn't get far enough to kind of ever see what that doctor was, really. Mm. The best or way I can describe her is watching it is that it's felt like it's felt like they've all come in and they've all kind of got swept up in the fact that everyone's new. Mm-hmm. And it's this big new thing of having the first sort of female doctor. Yeah. And it feels like they kind of got on set and they've done all this planning. And, and then they just kind of told her to act like the doctor. <laughs> just, yeah, just give them that one instruction. Yeah, be a bit weird. <laughs> and I, yeah, like you said, I don't think we've really, other than the fact she's York, from Yorkshire, <laughs> yeah, she's got a really broad Yorkshire accent. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like we've got a sense of personality. Like if you look back at all the ones in the past, mm-hmm. Christopher Eccleston had like the eccentric bit of an emo thing going on. <laughs> yeah, um, I really like Christopher Eccleston. By the way, I think he's thoroughly underrated. Me too. I, I haven't ever really disliked any of the actors I've seen take it on, really. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I also think that his kind of little goodbye thing is one of the most emotional. Like, Don't get me wrong, nothing's beating David Tennant's. Yeah, I was going to say. Nothing on that, this earth. That sticks out to me. Could <laughs> beat David Tennant's. Yeah. But Chris Reckleson's like, last few words are pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then you had David Tennant, who... If I'm honest, personally for me, defines the whole show. Same, yeah. <laughs> when I think of when I think of Doctor Who, I think of David Tennant, yeah, and how that is just one of his seasons are for me some of the greatest television ever created. <laughs> I don't mean that in the sort of the deeply serious Breaking Bad kind of way, just yeah. in kind of terms of how old I was at the time and the kind of infectious joy the show has mm. and how it kind of embodied sci-fi. Yeah, I thoroughly love those seasons. I still do, even rewatching a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I, I remember as well watching not that through for the first time when I was like in university. I remember it was surprising how his seasons, in my opinion, kind of got stronger and stronger. Mm, they do, yeah, they do. It's not always the case for, for several of the, the other actors, but they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the episodes that people talk about a lot are like the Blink, obviously. Mm-hmm, yeah, Blink's the famous one, but for me, Waters of Mars is. Yeah, yeah. That always sticks out in my mind, particularly for the way that episode ends. Mm-hmm. That is Doctor Who peak. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you had David Tent, who had this kind of eccentricity, but had like this really darker emotional side to him. He did, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Matt Smith as well. Mm-hmm. So off the back of that, really made it his own. 
Um, similar sort of, he, he kind of dialed the eccentricity up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he was really charming. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Capaldi, who again, I personally really like Peter Capaldi. Yeah, me too. Especially what you said, I don't think there's ever been like a bad, especially in the recent era. I can't speak for the ones before, but I don't yeah. think there's been a bad one. Yeah, I I never really thought this is wrong. <laughs> like, I never really got that sense from any actors taking it on. Yeah, um, Peter Capaldi really enjoyed, and but he had like a there was like a almost like a gothic seriousness to Peter Capaldi as well as the joy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I really enjoyed that, but then. All those actors feel like they had something to add to the eccentricity. Mm-hmm. It was partly in sort of the way they were written as well as the performance, but it feels like Jodie Whittaker never never had that chance. But yeah, um, but it came for this final episode. I rambled on there about Doctor Who for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, then it kind of came back to so this final episode and, and regeneration has kind of been messed with. It's supposed to be like the because this week has been the centenary centenary of the BBC. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So yeah. this episode is kind of part of that. They already brought uh, quite a few other doctors back for this. Yeah, I also saw the clip where it's um, uh, I think like the like actual like old like the old ones before our time <laughs> that yeah. sort of um, era. They brought some of them back. There was a few older companions. Mm. And then I kind of, I don't mean to say I predicted it, but I kind of had a feeling they might do this. Mm-hmm. Because we already, everyone already knew that David Tennant was coming back for like a special next year. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the um, it's 60, the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Yeah. So for this special, we kind of knew that David Tennant was already coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden, Jodie Whittaker regenerates into David Tennant. Yeah, <laughs> and it has it has been confirmed that he it's not like a not you know, like they brought him back for the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was. I can't I can't remember the numbers. Um, is he the eleventh? Uh, I think he's the tenth. I I always thought Matt Smith was the eleventh because that because there was a lot of eleven in the first his pilot episode was like. The eleventh hour or something like that. Yeah. So I yeah, think maybe he's maybe yeah maybe he's tenth then. Yeah, I think so. So they've they've sort of come out and said since that David Tennant is the fourteenth Doctor. Right. So he's actually like in that order. He is the next one. Yeah. Not... It's not like time trickery and they've yeah brought back the older version. He is definitively like the the fourteenth new Doctor. Yeah. And that the guy taking over after him. And Kuti Gatwa yeah, is the fifteenth. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and also Rusty Davies is back. Yeah, this is what I heard. I, I, I think I, I think I did know that, but I just forgot it. And, and I'm quite excited for that because I think for many people he is the, the highlight of the show in terms of the writing. Um, so I think that's quite exciting. And he's not just one of those writers who's kind of had like popularity of one thing. He's gone on to make great things, and you know. Mm. I think he's worked with David Tennant before, like even after that as well, with great things. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, it just it it feels like it, it's right for the anniversary, and it feels like it's right for I don't know. I I don't want to say too much about the previous seasons because I, have, I haven't watched them, so I can't really critique them or anything like that. But from my general understanding, they have been generally speaking kind of disappointing or at least a bit unclear in what they're doing. So I think it's 
it feels like a very sort of coursing what do you call it steering the ship right sort of moment mm-hmm. i think um which is again i just feel bad for jordy because she, she seems great seems very nice and like she really loves the character so i feel like it's whilst i'm sure there is greatness in her sort of episodes i i just yeah i'm just i'm getting a sense that her take on the character unfortunately is kind of going, going to get lost in the mix i think i think it probably will like you said it's very unfortunate because she is very likable yeah and and i would love she it if, did, uh, she did she did deserve better she did yeah and i think it'd be great because you know time trickery is the whole thing yeah <laughs> i would be great if russell t davis gets a chance to kind of write that character for a bit maybe mm, if like she comes in contact with david Tennant or something, i don't know something like that um it'd be great to see you get some sort of ending or something like that that's a bit more I don't know, Lexi gets a, a, I don't know, see, I, I just, from my knowledge and what I saw the first season of her run, I, yeah, I just didn't, it didn't really click, and I feel like that's not on her, which is the unfortunate thing. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, I just, um. I'm, yeah, I'm very, I feel, I feel very sorry for her in, in that respect, and she did deserve better. Yeah. Um, and kind of on the flip side, I kind of feel bad for this, but I am suddenly very excited for Doctor Who. Yeah, this is the same thing. Like I, <laughs> I felt really bad because I was like, wow, I haven't even, I literally haven't even thought about this series in so long that it's weird that all it takes is a bit of nostalgia for me to go, oh yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> like it is kind of sad that it took like a, a going a going backwards to get me, you know, into it again. Um, but this is also say like he looks great, uh, David Tennant in that outfit again. He does. It just looks right. Yeah, there's that shot of him like I guess like looking upwards. The camera is and. He's wearing like I guess a waistcoat and that big coat again and a tie and all that and like he just he just looks he just looks like the doctor <laughs> it's hard to like put into words but absolutely yeah so yeah I'm excited because it's not just return of an actor it's return of the whole creative team really mm. um yeah. and I I am really looking forward to seeing the doctor after him mm. I think that's going to be something really good as well yeah it's the actor is um. I don't know if you've, you've seen Sex Education. Mm. He's in yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. He is great in that. He's great. He's a, he's a highlight of it, yeah. He, he's absolutely the best thing about that show. Mm. And to see him have this take on Doctor Who with Russell T. Davies writing, yeah. it could be... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess saw that very small clip of him in that, like, I guess a TV spot maybe it was. Um, and yeah, he sounds like... He just, yeah, he looks great and he sounds great, yeah. 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 But yeah. Can't wait, David Tennant's back. <laughs> well, how was the actual like final episode of Dwayne Whitaker? Um, <laughs> very much like the the episodes before. Mm-hmm. They clearly threw everything they had at it. Yeah. But because they didn't really have the build up, it didn't necessarily land properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was quite confusing because like. Sort of as a symptom of kind of the run that they had, mm. there was quite a lot of the time just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with sci-fi, you know, it's acceptable that a lot does happen. Yeah. But it seemed like there was especially a lot going on. <laughs> An extra amount of going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was kind of made it a bit difficult to follow, but I think you can't knock the fact the hearts were in the right place. Yeah, I've never gotten a sense that anyone was working on a show that didn't want it to be good. Mm, yeah, um, not certainly not through lack of trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
I am glad we're on a new start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's what the show needed. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, uh, I think it's been in the kind of... how it kind of does a disservice to some of the people involved, like Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, I think it's been in need of a not a reboot, but kind of a yeah, like a bit of a restart sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, just very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've monopolized that for quite a while, man. <laughs> Have you got any more stuff? Uh, yeah, I was looking through there. And I just didn't, didn't know what to go to. Um, I guess. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, Twin Peaks, Ooh. Uh, which is a TV show that I think I was I was watching like when I was like doing this podcast still, and I might have mentioned, but I think I'm you getting. Yeah, um, but I'm quite close to the end now. I'm uh, I'm like literally the final season that was made 25 years later. Uh, uh, like I'm literally, I think I'm like three episodes away from the ending. Um, and it's you know it's such a great series, but I can't tell you why or what it's about. I it's really it it should be frustrating, and I've had people like in real life say to me, "What do you think about the show?" or this general sort of opinion sort of things and I really I feel bad as being like yeah it's good but I love it but I don't know how to say why it's good <laughs> it's it's David Lynch so it's you know it is him <laughs> it is what he does um and the the story is it is gathering momentum gathering speed which it usually just doesn't really want to do <laughs> which is fine um and it's it's a very unusual structure for the final season because it is a 25 years later season three uh, i think it's called twin peaks to return and it's everyone's pretty much everyone's back in some form um but it's not it's not twin peaks season three if that makes sense it's more of a it is literally 25 years late 25 years later and the show is partially set in twin peaks um it's more so people in las vegas for example it is people in new york and la doing detective work that connects to the main mystery but yeah and it's it's a fascinating show because there are moments where i'm watching it and i'm just i'm there are certain like special effects for example that are like objectively if you're like looking for like realism in your special effects they are terrible but i love it and i'm really enjoying it and i think it fits the show and it i just can't describe why <laughs> um it's i don't know i know it's weird because i love it but i'm not i'm never driven essentially to watch the next episode it's it's weird i think that's why i've taken me so long to watch it properly like the whole thing um because whilst there is an ongoing mystery and an ongoing sort of momentum in no sense but it just yeah i watch it i deeply enjoy it and i go that was weird and then i go to bed <laughs> and then like a month goes by and i get a bit further with it and stuff like that um and I, yeah i think if you're look, looking for a show right now where you want to be weirded out by something by a person who is just is in essence weird and likable characters don't get me wrong it's like it's not totally alienating there is people you care about in it um and good character writing but yeah if you want something weird that you want to watch maybe like once a week and slowly get through <laughs> peaks is that <laughs> um, and it's it, it's hard to even say it's one of my favorite tv shows but i guess it is it's, it's a very weird gray area um have you are you like you, I think you watched the pilot. No, wait, hang on. So I think about university, and I remember it being talked about in our lessons quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we would 
like told to watch an episode or something like that. I don't think we were for Twin Peaks. Oh, okay, right. I haven't seen an episode. Right. Uh, I've seen again. It's one of those things I've seen kind of clips for. I know its reputation. Mm. Um, I think my parents told me they watched it. At yeah. the Time in the eighties. Yeah. I think my parents did too. Um. And no, normally, normally my parents aren't that keen on weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they told me it was weird and they enjoyed it. So mm. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's yeah. kind of, I don't know, it kind of, I don't want to say it lies to its audience, but kind of does because it starts out as very much a grounded, weird, but grounded, you know, detective story about a, a somewhat weird uh, detective who likes coffee and he's solving this dark murder about a young girl. Mm-hmm. And that's quite a, not like a, it's like a quite a, I don't know, a genre sort of thing that people would get hooked into. And then the show just slowly and slowly gets weirder and weirder um, to the point in the later season where you're watching like this black and white world where people have no eyes and there's like, I don't know, I think there's this demon creature that like like spits out like this weird smoke that inside of it is like a whole different world. And like, yeah, there's so much to it. <laughs> um, Sounds like a lot going on there. It's a lot going on. And this is one episode in particular, which I feel like is an obvious sort of highlight that everyone points towards is the highlight of the show, which is this episode called um, uh, Got a Light, which is uh, it's the reintroduction of the main character from the actual 1990s TV show in the modern day. And it's him kind of caught up in between this sort of, I don't know, this other world. I don't want to call it. <laughs> There's this other world. Um, and it's totally this like a, sort of a flashback in a sense to like the birth of evil <laughs> it's really it's really weird um but it's totally like engrossing and engaging and just i remember because i was watching on quite a small tv in like daylight so i remember watching getting like hooked by the first five minutes of the episode and literally um closing the blinds and sitting down on the floor close to the tv because <laughs> i wanted to properly like view this um and i just remember yeah it's I can't recommend it enough if you just want something weird constantly going for the next few months in your life. <laughs> um, I want something weird. I'll yeah. Take something weird. <laughs> take something weird. That is what this is. And yeah, it's hard. It's really difficult to talk about. And I, I'm excited to once I finish, finish the show and therefore don't have to worry about spoilers, like reading people's reviews and articles about it. Cause I, I want to know if there is a point to it. <laughs> um, I don't know if there is. And I don't think, I don't think that matters if this isn't or if there is. I just think it's, it's not maddening, but it is it is sort of one of those things where I just can't tell if it's going for a theme, if that makes sense. I don't know if it's going for anything. Is it uh, the kind of thing where, like we said, you don't really know until it's over? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> it's one of those things where it might end and it, the last shot might make me go, oh, that's what it was about. Or it might end and it might have a last shot that makes me go, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> another weird thing. Like, I don't know. It could... But at the same time, I could be completely missing the point. Um, but yeah, it, people that don't watch a show, when I tell them that I watch it or I'm watching it in the house, like they ask me, what what is the mystery? And as a film person, what do you think the theme is or whatever the point is? And I feel so bad just being like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there is a point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about, but I feel like, yeah, just... Give it a go, and if you don't like it in the first three episodes, I think, don't maybe it's not for you at all. But if those three episodes get you hooked a bit, then I would say definitely continue on with it because it gets weirder. <laughs> I like weird things. 
Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> Take it on board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very confident. I'm very sure that I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> I think that's yeah. That's all I've got to say about that really. <laughs> yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Cultural. Cool it, it feels like it's become quite quite a big cultural thing. Yeah, but people don't talk about it that much. I feel. <laughs> It's kind of like people talk about talked about it at the time, but now it's kind of so weird that people can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you are due another one. It's like I just took two. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. Um, huh. Well, I guess since we've um, did the last podcast, a big film came out, like a both box office wise and critical wise and you know famous wise mm-hmm. and a film that i love uh, uh top gun maverick came out oh yes yeah and i think just to kind of add to the whole praise of it i totally agree with the whole praise is getting it's i love it yeah it's great and i think it's because I, I, I think we watched top gun together actually in university <laughs> the first one we did it's the first time i ever watched it yeah <laughs> and it's it's a good film it's a strong film it's but it's it's just sort of doing its own thing um it's very it's of its sort of, time. Yeah, it's sort of its time, and it's it's iconic for all of its sort of aesthetics, and it's all of its. I don't want to say cheesiness, but it's cheesiness. Yeah, it's kind of it's the ultimate eighties sort of like man. These blockbusters were just you know stars, just, you know Hollywood stars, just doing something kind of impressive and looking good. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Um, so it's weird that to get a sequel to that film and have it be like this really impactful both emotionally and like as a visceral action experience to be that good um yeah it's really impressive and i feel like it is weird because i didn't think it would catch on with the younger audiences but mm-hmm. as you know as we know as because you know we are tiktok celebrity people we like it a lot um it was nice to see that people people of a younger generation that maybe hadn't watched the first one start watch this one and i think a big part of that was that you know the recreation of the volleyball scene in this film and that song and I remember that being a big TikTok thing for a little bit <laughs> and I'll be hearing about that so it's nice that it's kind of done this weird thing where it's this it's a sequel that's not really setting up a sequel to itself it's not really a reboot sort of thing it's just a sequel um and it's just really good an improvement and it's you know it's beautiful and it's it's soulful and it's you know it's probably one of the better action films of this decade really mm-hmm. um yeah, so that's why I mentioned that because it's kind of been a big surprise, I guess. That I didn't expect it to be bad or anything like that. I just thought it'd be something quite good. But the fact that it came out and it was that good is, you know, it's really quite. It's quite a good. I don't know. Sometimes with action films, you kind of worry about where they're going with, you know, you can do CGI and whatever. So to have this film come out and nail it, and people actually went to go see it, is really great. I think. Yeah, it's kind of a surprise that even even though it did sort of did well critic wise, it was still like audiences did go to see it, especially coming off the back of the pandemic. Mm. It was the kind of thing where you know, kind of they did the Ghostbusters film, didn't they? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> limped to success. Yeah, <laughs> um, but to see like Top Gun Maverick really kind of blow the blow the door off the hinges in terms of success, it was it was good. It was a bit of a surprise. I didn't I didn't quite manage to catch it when it was in the cinemas. Mm. Um, I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience in the cinemas. But yeah, it was yeah. Um, as for mentioning because it's kind of a small little landmark, I guess, in terms of 
it's been a while since cinemas have been, you know, aside from No Way Home, I guess, and stuff like that, uh, it's been difficult to see a blockbuster film get, you know, that big sort of box office pull and feedback. So it's nice that, you know, the film that did it was a sequel, yeah, but also kind of something a bit more than that. Um, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, I guess it was just kind of a nice thing that happened in between our last podcast and now. <laughs> yeah. Just this very nice event that happens, I guess. Um, mm. That included a very, very, you know, a very touching and very lovely sequence involving Val Kilmer, which I guess leads into another thing I watched. I wasn't going to say this, but I watched the Val Kilmer documentary that he made. Mm. So, I saw that we, uh, we we put a review up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just thought, because I watched that around the same time, and I just thought, what a great sort of, like, epilogue to his, like, career in terms of being in films properly, um, that you know, it would be in this sort of form where it's a sequel to a really popular film and he has one of the most prominent emotional points to that film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just sort of hit hard and it was, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of, if we're going to end it here, this podcast, I feel like it's a very nice note to end it on that, you know, a big film came out that was really good and had something to say and it was, you know, got some box office and it was nice. <laughs> I agree. That's lovely. Yeah. It's a really happy, um, happy way to end on. Reminds us of why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> Talk not, not to get too sentimental, but yeah, it reminds me <laughs> why we're here to do this. Yeah, this nice things. It's kind of film we like to see. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's I think you know for both of us that's about it at the moment. Um, yeah, obviously we've watched you know quite a lot over the past few months, but that's kind of the big things I guess that people might also have watched. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add to this? Um, just that it's good to be back. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, it's. We were saying before we started this podcast that, like, it's just weird, <laughs> like, doing this again, because <laughs> it's been so long. But, yeah, we intend to Sky's stay. changed. Yeah, yeah. What can update. you lay out to it? Have to do an update for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, it's quite nice. And, yeah, we're going to stick around for quite a while now. Um, yeah, big things on the horizon. Yeah, we're both busy people, but at the same time, we have time now to properly just commit to this, I think. Um, really, yeah. So, yeah, expect just a, a flurry of podcasts and reviews and rankings and all that <laughs> back on the ball yeah back on uh but yeah i think that's about it and if i can re- remember the outro <laughs> um uh, we have a podcast we have a podcast we have a instagram account mm-hmm. um instagram at marvelous and podcast uh we do reviews during the week sometimes three sometimes four reviews never know uh sometimes we do a ranking like a ranking sort of thing of franchises and characters and tv shows um so yeah, give us a follow, give us a you know a little look, see if you like it. Um, and yeah, going to be doing podcasts more often, probably getting them to to you every week or so. I think so. I think we can aim for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed our return. <laughs> um, yeah, and have a good day. Goodbye. Yep. See you.